0: Let's turn to Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9. Philippians 1, 9. My message tonight is praying for spiritual growth. Um, My mother and my my dad as well, but I especially remember my mother uh, praying for us every day. And she would... um, intercede for us in in our spiritual needs as well as other things that were concerned in our lives. And I really believe a lot of the reason why I didn't get in more trouble than I did was because of my mother's prayers. Uh, She was just faithful uh, to pray for us on a day-by-day basis. And, uh, you know, we all need to grow spiritually because if we're not growing, we're opening ourselves up to just drift away from Christ. We're opening ourselves up to the attack of the enemy. Uh, there's a scripture that says, don't give the devil a foothold. Uh, we, we don't need to give him any kind of hold in our life. And one of the ways that we prevent that is through spiritual growth. Um, and so Paul here is, is greeting the Philippian church, but he's also letting them know what he is praying for them on a regular basis. And he says, I want you to understand this is so important I want to share it with you, what I'm doing uh, to pray uh, for your spiritual growth. And so we, as God's people, need to pray for spiritual growth personally and also for others as well uh, within the body. And so look with me, if you will, at Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9. He says, I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment so that you can determine what really matters And can be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So, uh, first of all, we need to pray for a growing love. He says, I pray uh, that your love will keep on growing more and more. Um, Some might might think, well, you know, I didn't love a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, well, how do you grow in something that's a fruit of the Spirit? Well, I, I believe that the Bible teaches that not only is it a fruit of the Spirit, but that we can grow in love. And I believe that as you uh, mature spiritually and you learn to walk in the Spirit more and more, God's love has more more freedom to flow through your life. And and so you grow in love. Um, Peter talks about the same thing. He said "You you have progress, you you know, you're loving each other with a brotherly love. He said, now, love one another fervently. Uh, So he's encouraging them to grow in that love that they have for one another. Uh, I think we also can grow in our love for lost people. Uh, But he says, I want you to grow in your love. Um, One of the things you, you learn when you have a relationship with another human being is uh, relationships can be in flux. Uh, you know, somebody once said you go through good times, you go through bad times, uh, but it's that commitment to spend that regular time together that helps you grow in your relationship with each other. Uh, and so as you do that with, with human relationships, so you do it with the, with the relationship with God. But it's not just what we do. It's also what God does. And so uh, there, there's the human element of sanctification or spiritual growth, but there's also the divine element. And so he, he says, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you instruction, but also I want you to pray uh, for spiritual growth. And he says, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for spiritual growth in your life so that God's supernatural power will help you grow in your love for each other. Uh, have you ever known somebody that just got all over you? Uh, I, there was a man I used to work with when I was in Illinois, and uh, I kind of felt like he'd taken advantage of me and and so forth, and um, in my work situation. And so I, I was kind of really just didn't like him all that much. And and he would come in. You know how you you kind of get the feeling, you know, you you know, in your heart that somebody comes in and you're. <clears throat> And uh, that's where I, where I was, and, and God eventually convicted me of that. And he said, you know, you need to love him. I've called you to love your enemies. So I had a struggle. How was I going to do this? Um, love somebody I don't like. <laughs> and, and so uh, I just asked God each and every day when that man would come to the door, Lord, would you help me to love him? Help me to show him kindness. Help me show him respect, and 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 so day by day I would make these intentional steps to reach out to him, and to you know say hi to him and how you what you've been doing how you know whatever, and uh, just try to build a little bit of rapport there and and show uh, the kindness of Christ. And you know what happened? He started treating me better. <laughs> I, it was great. Uh, so I had an added benefit there, but. Uh, we are called to love each other, and, and sometimes uh, it may be personalities, There things may be difficult, but God is able to help us love even when love is difficult. And so uh, we need to pray that God will help us grow spiritually in love. Also, we need to pray for a growing relationship, a growing relationship. He says, in verse 9, I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge. And that word knowledge um, is uh, epigenosis. And, and what, it, what it means is, uh, it's an emphatic word. Uh, and it's often used not just of knowledge like that you get in a book, but knowledge of a relationship with a person. Uh, like you grow and you know somebody better through your relationship with them. And so um, we need to pray for a growing relationship with Christ. And it's used this word is used in this way uh, in the book of Philippians, uh, of growing in knowledge in one sense, but growing in knowledge through the word of God. We grow in our knowledge of him, and we grow closer to him relationally as well. And so we need to pray for that growing relationship with God, that growing intimacy with God. Um When you get to know somebody, you spend time with them. You spend time in God's Word. You you learn about Christ. But you also need to ask God to reveal himself to you in the pages of Scripture. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but I'll be reading through a passage, and I'll just kind of, you ever zone out when you're reading? Y'all probably don't do that. Y'all probably real, uh, really concentrating and stuff. I try to concentrate, but some days it's hard. And so I, I go through, and my mind just kind of zones out. And I, I've read maybe a paragraph or two, and it's like, what did I read? <laughs> I don't even remember what I read. And so uh, uh, sometimes asking God, Lord, will you speak to me during my devotions today? Uh, show me something about yourself. Help me grow closer to you, however you want to phrase it. But, but it's that praying for that, that deeper relationship with God uh, uh, through his word and through your time with him. So, uh, this, is what, this is what he's talking about here. Uh, and it, you say, well, why do I need to pray for that? Uh, don't, doesn't God, didn't, didn't Paul say, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it? Well, yes, he did. Uh, and we talked about that Wednesday night. But along with that, uh, we pray according to the promises of God. Uh, One of the neatest things is to to pray according to the promises of God because you're praying what he's already promised to do. And uh, Daniel prayed in that way. And God accomplishes his work through the prayers of his people. And so is it God's desire to grow you? Yes. Is it God's plan to grow you? Yes. Uh, Is God keeping you? Yes. But he wants you to be a part of that process. He wants you to pray and ask God uh, to help you grow closer to him spiritually so uh you pray for a growing love you pray for a growing relationship uh, you pray for growing discernment he says i pray this that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment discernment um when david was little He was crawling across the floor, and in Texas they were having a cricket epidemic. Crickets were everywhere, and uh, they had them. They were—I literally swept them up in the uh, in the hallways that year, and they stank to high heaven. But anyway, we had a cricket walking across the floor of our house, and David—he was at the age where he wasn't very discerning. He just took that cricket and went, popped it in his mouth, and I heard a scream from across the room. It was my wife who had just seen what he'd done. And ran over. Of course, I was laughing, but uh, it was it was so funny. But uh, he wasn't very discerning. But as he's grown, he has learned to be more discerning. He no longer tries to eat crickets. Thank you, Lord. So, uh, but uh, uh, we as we grow spiritually, we we become more discerning. As you spend time in the Word of God, now some people have a spiritual gift of discernment. If you've got that, boy, you you've got the discernment from the Spirit of God and. And you just have a knack of seeing through things and and, and of of, uh, understanding situations, seeing false teaching, uh, these kinds of things. You have a special antenna that God's given you. But but broadly speaking, most of us have to work for the discernment uh, even more so because uh, that may not be our spiritual gift. But the way you develop discernment is to be in the Word of God and to grow spiritually in your walk with Him. And you will grow in your discernment as you learn. Um, also, uh, through praying for discernment. Say, Lord, teach me to have discernment. Help me grow in my discernment. You say, well, why do I want to be discerning? Why do I need to be discerning? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, verse 10 gives that reason. So that you can determine what really matters. Now, that's a, that phrase, what really matters... Uh, is an interesting word in the original, but it, it can be translated a couple of different ways so that you can distinguish between two things is, is kind of the idea there. Um, but it can mean if there's false teaching, you can tell it. You can distinguish between good teaching and false teaching. Uh, also, that you can dis- distinguish between what's important and what's not. Uh, you know, uh, there are some doctrines that are important. The Bible says, "Contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints." Um, if somebody says that you're saved another way than Jesus Christ, I think you need to contend for the faith and preach the truth and 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 talk talk to that person. Say, "Hey, this is what the Word of God says." That's an important issue. But whether or not somebody has a certain posture in prayer, or um, the favorite for the Baptist, you know, is the color of the carpet. We praise god we didn't have a fight over the color of the carpet when we changed it but uh um, i've heard that story i don't know how many i've heard it in different states i don't know what it is about baptist and carpet but uh you know the color of the carpet doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things it may matter as far as well i don't even want to go in that room it's over but i mean it as far as being spiritually important it's not and so the Bible says that we need to be able to discern what is important in life, what really matters. I like that translation because it shows there are some things that really are important. As you grow in your walk with God, as you learn more about Him and you, and you grow closer to Him, you begin to understand what really matters, what's really important uh, in your relationship with God, in your service for others, and, and your talking with others and so forth. You you have a a sense of discernment about you that comes from God's Word. Uh, Somebody once said, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And his name was Solomon in the book of Proverbs. It is when we have that relationship with God, because of that relationship and because of His Word, we develop uh, a wisdom and a discernment so that we can uh, tell what really matters. Also, so that you can be pure and blameless. Some people aren't very discerning about what they do in, in morality-wise. Uh, um, I'm not going to get into a session and be legalistic and tell you all the, the specific things you should and shouldn't do. I think some of that uh, can be done just simply through spiritual growth. God will point things out to you in your life. But watch out for things that take the edge off of your relationship with Christ. You know what Billy Graham once said? He said, I won't watch any television program that takes the edge off of my relationship with Christ. Um, so, you know, he he's being discerning about what he does, how he spends his time, what he's doing. Because he wants to have a pure walk with God. Um, so that you can be blameless in the day of Christ. So you'll understand what pleases God. Um, I learned after um, dating my wife a while that she liked daisies better than roses. So now you know. I've let you in on the secret. But uh, but you learn. You have discernment as to what pleases God as you grow in your relationship with Him and you grow in your knowledge of His Word. So uh, pray for this d- discernment. Don't just do the things to, to get discernment. Pray that God will give you discernment so that uh, you can grow in that area of your life and He will supernaturally empower you for it. So uh, we pray. For a growing love, a growing relationship, a growing discernment, also a growing fruitfulness. He says uh, in verse 11, filled with the fruit of righteousness. This is an ongoing process of God filling you with the fruit of righteousness. You know what Jesus said? Apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the vine. You're the branches. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is when you cut a branch off a tree, the branch dies. Uh, it's not connected to the life-giving source anymore. It can't produce fruit by itself. Um, now, some of them, you can stick them in the ground and they become the, the vine. But that, that's another story. But 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 the idea is that a vine and a branch are dependent on one another without christ we can't produce fruit and so we need to pray that that we'll have an increasing fruitfulness in our lives both personally and as a body god help us be fruitful Now, what does that mean well we talked about this morning about the fruitfulness and souls being one to christ through, through our through our devotion to the lord and in his deciding to bless that's one kind of fruitfulness but there's another kind of fruitfulness found in galatians 5 which is the character of god that he supplies in our lives uh i, I mentioned that example about love but but all of the fruits of the spirit are that way there are times when i can't be patient without christ i mean it's just the way it is i remember um when my kids were little i put on the refrigerator be quick to listen Slow to speak and slow to become angry because I was dealing with patience every day. You know, I need to shut my mouth, open my ears, and listen before I before I speak. Uh, because it was a temptation to be impatient. Um, so, uh, God produces that character in us, and and so as we ask God to um, develop in us this fruit and to produce this fruit through us. Uh, He helps us supernaturally to do this. Uh, That's so important. It's important for your witnessing. It's important for your relationships with people. Um, Recognizing that we can't do it on our own. Uh, Christians sometimes make a mistake. They think that because they've been a Christian a long time, they've got this thing wrapped up. And so they they begin to to feel confident in themselves. Can I tell you that's fatal? I've been there. You know, and I'm sorry to say, you know, any confidence that we have in ourselves is misplaced. You need to have confidence in Christ. Um, it's amazing. All God has to do is withdraw his hand and we wither. I mean, it's just it's just so true. So pray for this increasing fruitfulness in your life and be willing to do what God asks you to do uh, in the producing of that fruit. And then then finally, pray for a growing glory. What is the result of all this? Um, He says, being filled with the fruit of the righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Why do we ask for a growing love? Why do we ask for growing discernment and all these other things? We ask for them so that through our lives we can bring glory to God. It's ultimately not about us. We don't pray these things so that somebody can say, "Hmm, boy, so and so sure is a, an awesome Christian." And, you know, I I just think they're they're great, a great person. Now, hopefully they say that, but but that's not the point. The point is that we bring glory to God that people see Christ in us so that glory can be brought to our savior. Uh And then, uh, as he gets the glory, he says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So, uh, praying for spiritual growth, well, well, how do you do do that? Well, first of all, you've got to be a Christian. You you need to know Christ and be his child. Um, And so, if you haven't done that, Jesus died for your sin and rose again. You need to make a choice uh, to turn from your sin and put your trust in what Jesus has done for you. And receive His forgiveness, and uh, I'll give you an opportunity to do that in a moment. Uh, if you know Him, uh, you just make a choice to pray for these things in your life. Uh, you you might even uh, uh, write a write the reference to the scripture down in the margin of your or, or down in the um, cover of your Bible, so that from time to time you can flip back and refresh yourself on these things that Paul prayed, and pray these things for yourself and for your family and for, for our church so that God's supernatural power can bring about spiritual growth in our lives. Um, and when you do, pray for these things. Pray for a growing love. Pray for a growing relationship, a growing discernment, a growing fruitfulness, and a growing glory. Father, we thank you so much for your word, and we ask, Lord, that you have your way during this time.